Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Father, we love you. You are so faithful. Father, I give you all the thanks and all the praise and all the glory. God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Lord, that every time we come to you, you're happy to see us. Father, thank you that you don't change in your kindness, that you don't change in your mercy toward us. Father, we're so thankful. Father, we give you all the glory, for you are worthy of all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Lord, there is no one like you. Father, I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you'd enlighten the eyes of our understanding and the knowledge of you, so that we really would know the hope of our calling, God, knowing you and experience your goodness. Father, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. There's just a little bit of a ring in the fold back, so if we could just um, touch that. Are you happy? There is a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot to give thanks for. Why don't you turn with me to Isaiah 61. We'll pick up where we left off last week. How great is our God, sing with me. How great is our God, all will see. How great, how great is our God. We've been talking about foreign currency and the divine exchange table. You know, Tom and I have had the privilege of traveling many places around the world, and we often have foreign currency. Uh, But the reality is, if you don't exchange it, it just weighs you down. It gets heavy in your purse, lots of different foreign coins and, and foreign notes, and it's of little use. In fact, no use when we come home to Australia, unless we actually take it to the place where you exchange money and hand it over to receive in exchange, the, according to the exchange rate, money that we can actually use. In the same way, there's so many things that come our way that are foreign to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're called to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Well, there's no shame, pain, disgrace, heaviness, bitterness, sadness, rejection. None of that is part of the kingdom of God. It is foreign currency for us. And so whenever we recognize anything that is foreign to righteousness, peace, and joy, we can bring it and sow it and give it in at the exchange table of heaven. You know, Scripture is an invitation waiting for our response. All the promises, all the prophecies, they are invitations waiting for our response. You could know this book from cover to cover, but if you don't actually do something with it, it's of no value. In fact, knowledge just puffs up. But if instead you actually look at it and then think, how can I apply this, and you become a doer of the work, You get to walk in the freedom. You get to walk in the benefit. Wisdom is vindicated by her deeds, the scripture says. And so we need to be people who look at the word of God and realize this is neither a a measure for us to compare ourselves to and condemn ourselves by, 
And it's also not just information for us to store in our heads, but it is the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. It is an invitation for me to step into and experience the abundant life that you've called me to. Amen? So Isaiah 61, we'll start at verse 3. This is a promise given to Jesus, and the Word of God tells us that all of his promises are yes and amen for us. Hallelujah, that we're co-heirs with Christ. So that means you are fully qualified to receive everything that it's being said about him here. Remember, Jesus opened the books and he began to quote this verse, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news of the, poor, of, of the gospel to the poor. And we can say that about ourselves now because as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah, you are anointed to bring the good news. That's happy, right? You're not on a journey to becoming anointed to do that. If you are born again, you've received Christ as your savior, you are as anointed as Christ was when he walked the earth to preach the good news. We need to start looking at this with clear vision, instead of with a religious mindset that goes, oh, hang on, don't go that far. God's actually asking us to look and see what he says and simply believe it. He is better than we feel like we deserve, always, always. His goodness and his kindness is greater than we feel like we are deserving of. And that's why the righteous have to live by faith. Because if we were to live by our feelings or our merit, we'd continually be finding ourselves not measuring up and condemning ourselves. But praise God, there is now no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because Christ came and he set us free from us and gave us the gift of righteousness. So today, even if yesterday you didn't measure up to the standard, today, as you come and say, I've made a mess, here's my ashes, I give it to you. He's there saying, I give you my righteousness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I don't even remember your past sins. Here's my robe and my ring and my authority. You go, hang on, hang on. Surely it's a bit quick, God. Like I messed up yesterday. What are you doing giving me your authority right now, today? You mean today? Even though I don't feel like I'm qualified to lay hands on the sick, you mean like that's, you just give it like that? Praise God, even if our hearts condemn us, he's greater than our hearts. And we can lay hold of the faith of Christ to believe what he says about us, amen? So he tells us here in verse three, he's come to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. It's the exchange rate of heaven. We bring him ashes, and he gives us beauty. We bring him heaviness, and he gives us in exchange a garment of praise. But the thing here is you actually have to exchange it. He doesn't give you a garment of praise to put over the spirit of heaviness. 
It's for, it's in exchange for your heaviness. So we, he surely has borne our sorrows. So we cast our cares on him. Lord, I recognize I'm feeling a bit heavy here. And I can feel heavy even if it's not my stuff. Like when you're, if you're an intercessor, a prophetic, like you feel all your stuff and everybody else's stuff too. It's like, I don't even know why I feel heavy. But instead of walking around with it, the moment you can identify it, it's like finding foreign currency. And then you have the, the choice then as to what you're gonna do with it. Are you gonna let it sit there and weigh you down? Or are you gonna bring it to the exchange table? Verse seven, and in the Amplified says this, for your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double what they'd forfeited. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Double for our trouble. Hallelujah. As we bring him anything that looks like pain or shame or disgrace or dishonor, we can bring it, anything that is foreign to the kingdom of God, not only do you not have to live with it, you can actually bring it and by faith exchange it for double back. And he says for the things that they had forfeited, they had actually brought the trouble on themselves. It was their own fault. And God says it's my delight to give you double recompense for your mess because I love justice. Hang on, what do you mean? Justice is getting what you deserve, isn't it? No, God's idea of justice is that Jesus would take the punishment we deserve so that God could lavish the kindness and the blessing that he's always wanted to lavish on us. It doesn't seem fair. That seems irresponsible. But you know what? God is smarter than we are. And he knows that his goodness and kindness leads us to repentance. He knows that as he reveals his character to us, that, that as we recognize who God is, our hearts have the opportunity then to open and receive him, amen? amen. So we, we look out for foreign currency, we sow it. I've done it over and over and over again, but sometimes I actually I forget to apply this principle. And even just recently, I was thinking about a situation that happened a few years ago, and I thought, you know what, I haven't. I haven't claimed that yet. I could take, take that and I could sow that for double. Someone has rejected you or something difficult's happened. Rather than just getting over it, why not take it and bring it to the table and say, Lord, I thank you for double recompense there. Thank you, Jesus, that not only is, are you the one that, that makes a miracle out of a mess, but Father, I thank you that you give double recompense. So what's it gonna look like to have double for that? Hallelujah. When I've had trouble you know, with people saying nasty things online, you believe that, you know? Instead of reacting as I have often wanted to do, or writing to them to try to explain my heart, Tom stopped me normally, if he finds out before I do it. And I've learned, I've learned that your enemies don't want an explanation anyway. 
But I've also learned that instead of trying to defend myself, if instead I take it and go, Lord, that looks like dishonor in the media, that looks like dishonor on the internet, that looks like shame, that feels like pain, so God, I'm gonna sow it for double favor in the media, double favor on the internet. I'm gonna have so much favor. Thank you, Lord, that's foreign currency and what the enemy meant for evil, you're gonna use for my good and the exchange rate is magnificent and the devil's gonna even regret that he did that because of the favor, the double recompense that I'm gonna walk in as a result, amen? And I tell you, it works and it's so, so powerful. But I wanna share with you, going on a little bit to get you to think a little bit more deeply about what you could possibly bring to the table and exchange. Luke chapter nine, verse five. It's an unusual scripture. And it talks about what to do when you go into a city or you go into a house, go into a house and and stay there. Build relationship, in other words. Let your peace come upon it which means you walk in not all stirred up and anxious and stressed out, but you actually remember, thank you, God, you are peace. Thank you, Lord, I reckon myself dead indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ. Today, I thank you that the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of me. I am filled with your peace, and Lord, I can, I can release it everywhere I go. I actually practice that. Uh, when I go, I stay in a lot of hotel rooms, I've just come straight off a plane today to preach. And um, when I go into places, I actually do this deliberately. Lord, I let my peace come upon this room. I let my peace come upon this place. I even do it in airplanes. Lord, I let my peace come upon this airplane. Because I want the atmosphere to be changed by what I carry. And it's not a super spiritual thing, it's an instruction from God for our good and for theirs, hallelujah. But then he says this, whenever they do not receive and accept and welcome you, when you leave that town, shake off even the dust from your feet. Yeah, I've often looked at that and thought, that's a bit odd. Doesn't seem very loving. But you know what I believe it's really saying? Is that when you experience rejection, instead of carrying it with you into the next situation or the next circumstance or the next relationship, shake it off and say, no, I am not gonna carry rejection. That felt like pain. So God, I'm gonna bring it to the divine exchange table. I'm not gonna carry it. I'm not gonna stay in unforgiveness. I'm not gonna hold on to that feeling of rejection. I'm bringing it as foreign currency to the exchange table now. Here it is. Thank you, Lord, for the next place I go to be fully accepted. Thank you, Lord, for favor with men and with God. Thank you, Lord, for divine divine acceptance, for the Word of God to be open, uh, invitations and opportunities for the Word of God to go in an even more accelerated pace. Every rejection is a foreign currency you can bring to the exchange table. In Isaiah 52, um, I was just in Sydney at the C3 City Women's Conference and um, Kiralee Lowe actually shared this, which I was really enjoyed from Isaiah 52. It says here, awake, awake. In other words, open your eyes, let the Holy Spirit get, enlighten the eyes of your understanding and the knowledge of Him. I pray 
that the Holy Spirit will so open our eyes in the coming days to the truth of the gospel that we'll realize, whoa, what was I thinking? There's so much opportunity here. There's so many invitations that I haven't responded to. Oh, I can see clearly now the rain has gone. That the Holy Spirit would sovereignly wake us up as a church to the raw truth of the gospel, that we'd look at it with the eyes of a child that goes, did you know what it says we can do? Did you know what it says we can have? Did you know what, we, what the Bible is telling us that we can walk in? Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. In other words, don't walk around covered in shame and disgrace and, and rejection. You know, I'm, I'm a feeler. And I tell you, when I get rejected, I feel it. <gasps> Why don't they love me? I know. They should love me. If they only knew my heart, they would love me. Oh, and I don't want to make them love me. And I, sometimes I just can't. And I feel the rejection. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let's be honest. But if I'm not careful, that thing can hang around my heart like a bad smell. And I can even start to anticipate rejection from other people because of my past experience. But God wants us to shake that thing off and not let it cling to us in any minute dust particle so that we could recognize, thank you, Jesus. No, I'm gonna hand that over at the exchange table and I'm by faith gonna receive the blessing of God, the, the favor of God, the acceptance of God in exchange. And then it says in verse two here in Isaiah, shake yourself from the dust, arise. You know, if you look at the word shake in the Hebrew, and this is what Kirli brought out, the word shake in Hebrew here in this passage is na'ah. <laughs> and it says here, through the idea of rustling of the mane, which usually accompanies the lion's roar. In other words, being vigilant to go, no, nah, in the name of Jesus, I'm not gonna have that. I'm not gonna tolerate that. No, I'm not gonna have that. I'm gonna bring it to the exchange table and I'm gonna receive the strength of God. I'm gonna look in his face and remember, I am fully loved, fully accepted. <laughs> I am loved by him. I'm gonna drink deeply from the river of his pleasure for me. I'm gonna allow his love to fill me up to overflowing with the love of Christ that passes human understanding until I can't even emotionally handle it and I'm gonna pray for the Holy Spirit to give me supernatural strength to receive even more so that I overflow with the love of Christ and that the smell of rejection, even the most minute particle of dust that remained from that difficult situation has no part in me because I've actually brought it to the exchange table and I've received in faith, hallelujah, what I can see in hope, what God is going to do. Hope in Him does not disappoint. You know, that's the good news of the gospel, is this isn't just a hopeful, make you feel better thing. 
This is the promise of God. The Bible tells us in the Psalm, Psalm 37, to feed on his faithfulness. He tells us in Revelation that his name is faithful and true. It's written on his thigh. It's actually his name, faithful and true. And if he says, for your former shame, pain and disgrace, I'll give you double recompense, then there is no question in our hearts. There's no room for questioning it, but to say, thank you, God. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things. So Father, this falls under the category of all things. This falls under the category of pain or shame or disgrace. So Father, I thank you for your promise. I bring it to you. You surely have borne my sorrows. So I cast that care on you. I'm gonna shake it off like a lion roaring and shaking off the stuff. And I'm not gonna live in the dust of the past. It then goes on to say, loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. You know, the bonds that come around our neck can very quickly be the lies that we choose to agree with. Something difficult's happened to you. Someone's rejected you. Someone's slandered you. Someone's hurt you. It's very easy then for the enemy to come in and go, you aren't lovable, or you're selfish, or you're bad, or you're, you're, you've got no integrity, or you're this, or you're that. And the moment you agree with that lie, bang, it becomes like a bond around your neck. But the Bible's saying, loose yourself from those bonds. He doesn't say, I'm coming to loose you. He's saying, you, loose yourself. And how do we do that? We do it by shaking off the lies, coming with the truth and the word of God that says, you said, Lord, beauty instead of ashes. You said, Lord, hand over my pain, my shame, my disgrace. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm not gonna have it anymore. And I'm by faith, I'm gonna fill my mind with what it's gonna look like to have double recompense for that. Loose yourself from the bonds. What is it? that you've been believing that doesn't line up with the truth of what God says. He tells us to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. So any thought you have about yourself that doesn't line up with what he says is a lie. So if you think, well, you know, I really, I did something stupid there, therefore I'm stupid. That doesn't line up with the knowledge of Christ. First John 4 says, as he is, so are we in this world. We need to remember what we look like. Thank you, God, that's what you say. So Lord, that's a lie I've been believing. I had a man come up to me this morning on the altar and say, I was told all my life that I was a naughty boy and I was a naughty boy. He's a grown man. He just started crying, going, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just not a good person. I'm not a good person. He was a believer, but he, he couldn't get past this belief that he was, just, he was naughty, he was, he was bad. And so just as we began to speak truth, you know, have you given your life to Christ? Yes. Have you, have you acknowledged your sin and received forgiveness in exchange? Yes. Then this is what the truth is. You are not naughty boy. 
You are not the bad one. You are pure. You are holy. You are loved. You are dearly loved. God looks at you and says, you are as anointed as I am. The same works that I did when I walked the earth and greater works you will do. This is the truth about you. When I look at you, I see my son. I look at you and I see holiness. I see righteousness. I don't just see you covered with the righteousness of Christ. I see you uh, as one who's been transformed and who is righteous, whose crookedness has been taken away. Hallelujah. I see you as holy, righteous, pure. Now, it's so easy to define ourselves by what we've done. But praise God, if we were to do that, it would be self-righteousness. It'll either be self-righteousness or condemnation, but we are not defined by what we've done. We've de we're defined by what we believe and lay hold of. When you believe what he says, Father, I thank you that you say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Therefore, today I'm gonna pick up and clothe myself with the beautiful garments. I'm gonna clothe myself with the superpower of compassion, the superpower of kindness, the superpower of humility, the superpower of mercy. I'm gonna clothe myself with it. It's not something I'm trying to achieve. I'm gonna pick it up because you said you give me the garments of salvation. You give me everything pertaining to life and godliness. So today, I'm gonna look at you and remind myself what I look like. You are love. Love is patient. Therefore, I pick up that invitation to walk in patience today. I have I'm clothed with supernatural patience. I'm clothed with supernatural kindness. I'm clothed with peace that passes understanding. I might be in a circumstance where I got a whole lot of stuff going on, but instead of being the stressed out, frustrated one, I'm gonna to choose to give you the fears, to give you the stress, and I'm gonna receive in exchange the garment of praise. I'm gonna receive in exchange the peace of Christ. Hallelujah. You see, too many of us live below the standard that God has called us to not because we are not qualified, but because we just don't recognize what we have access to. God's called us not to live with the weights and the heaviness of stress and fear and anxiety. God's never called us to live robed in a heaviness or a sadness, but to give him the pain, give him the heaviness, and exchange it in faith for double recompense. You know, I believe today, God wants some of us to wake up and shake off rejection. Wake up and shake off the pain of the past. And as we step into a new year, to say, Lord, I'm not coming in with any of the dust from yesterday. I'm not coming in with any of the sin from yesterday. I put off all those things that are foreign to who I am, Colossians 3, and I put on 
the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. I've put on compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Father, I thank you for the grace, Lord, to bear with each other and to forgive any grievance I've got against anyone else. God, you've given me power, Lord, to walk in supernatural forgiveness. Forgiveness, like you said, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Lord, you forgive me and you don't even remember my past sin. So Father, I thank you. I've got grace to forgive and not even remember the things that people have done to me. Hooray. Thank you, Lord. I thank you today. I have supernatural power to forgive as you've forgiven me. And over all these virtues, I thank you that I'm saturated with and filled. Lord, I open my heart and say, fill me to overflowing with all your fullness. Give me supernatural power in my inner being to be able to comprehend what is the height and the depth and the width and the breadth, the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that I would continually anchor myself in this reality that you are for me. You are for me, that you love me, that I am loved, and that you love me to the point that I can't even emotionally handle it. But God, help, I wanna overflow with this love so that people who uh, interact with me experience the same love that you have for me. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Well, we're gonna pray for a few people and we're gonna, um, have the opportunity to take communion today. But before we do that, I just wanna ask you, you know, this invitation that God gives us is for everybody. He comes and he invites us to give him our sin so that we can receive in exchange his mercy to give him our fears, our pain, our old life, and everything about us that was crooked. You know, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's everybody. But if you come to him and say, Lord, I need salvation. I believe Jesus died in my place and rose again, and I receive the mercy of Christ. Come into my life, make me new on the inside. He will come in and make you a new creation. He'll give you his righteousness, give you a new heart. All it requires is you to actually come and say, yes, Lord, I want to respond to the mercy of God. I want to exchange my life for your life. I want to exchange my sin for your forgiveness. I want to exchange my weakness for your strength and your power to walk as a new creation. If that's you today and you say, yes, I want to respond to the mercy of Christ, I want to pray for you before we take communion today. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.